Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Outside the Box. And today is a, it's going to be a really fun episode because we were talking last night and we actually have never had a pharmacist on this show. And I am so happy to have our good friend Trey Waters, uh, a pharmacist who um, I believe you're with Specialty Care Rx. Trey, am I saying that right? That's right. That's correct. Trey, now tell us a little bit about your pharmacy. Where is Specialty Care Rx? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Yeah, so the Specialty Care Rx is in a little town called Pounding Mill, Virginia. It's just above Richlands. Um, we're licensed in Virginia, Tennessee, West Virginia, and Kentucky. Uh, I guess historically we've been known as an infusion pharmacy, uh, but we also do compounding and, of course, retail. Um can you, uh, what, what is an, an infusion pharmacy out of curiosity? Okay. So you, so you're in the hospital and you're ready to go home. Like for all intents and purposes, you can go home, but you have IV antibiotics that you need at home or you need wound care at home. So we prepare and make those products for the, for the home health nurse to use for your at home care. Uh, another, uh, Example would be total parenteral nutrition or enteral nutrition, like TPNs. So we prepare those for people who have digestive issues. Um, yeah, that's infusion. That's really interesting. And, you know, uh, this show's called Outside the Box. And, and I think part of the reason we haven't had many pharmacists on here is because there aren't very many outside-the-box pharmacists. And, and you clearly are one. Can you tell us just a little bit about, you know, uh, ways you approach pharmaceuticals in an outside the box way, and 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 we'll go from there because I have a I have a couple different follow up questions to that. Uh, so, how much time do you have? <laughs> uh, we, you know, I, I've had a career of of owning pharmacies. So, I bought my very first store when I was twenty five, and. Um, I did, didn't set out to own a bunch of pharmacies, but it just so happened that, that it that it kind of worked out that way. And when I got up to having about five pharmacies, um, I was 29 years old, and I hired a manager. And I, there's a there's a reason for this story. Um, I when I got to get away from the pharmacy counter and look at my store from a larger, like maybe a thousand foot view or 10,000 foot view and down. One of the things I noticed was patients weren't getting any better. They kept taking the same meds day after day after day after day. Um, and a lot of times they would take a medication for another medication that they were on. And I kept hearing the same common complaints. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Um, I hurt. I don't feel good. I don't have any energy. Um, uh, I'm gaining weight. You know, all of the sort of lifestyle things that you hear uh, patients complain about. And so I got into compounding. Uh, it started for me. Uh, one of the cool things about pharmacists and that doesn't pertain to you guys, I guess, is we do uh, veterinary work as well. And so uh, I started with veterinary and then I got into, um, you know, bioidentical hormones sort of uh, patients came in. They were, 
you know, complaining about hot flashes, night sweats, those types of things. And went and took a few classes, um, got really, really interested in it. Of course, we don't learn about this sort of thing in pharmacy school, uh, not to this degree at least. And um, really started thinking about, okay, there are options for us to customize a person's care. Um, like they call it precision medicine now. So I like to think about it like this. Uh, if you took a hundred people on the street and you had four different sizes of shoes, four, and you said, Hey, good luck guys. Hope you can find the one that works for you. Well, it's going to fit a few people. <laughs> They're going to fit a few people and it's going to work, but there's an awful lot of that hundred that it's not going to work for. And that is what, um, traditional allopathic medicine looks like we have a fantastic e emergency room model okay i get to a car accident i go to the er i feel very comfortable and very happy with that situation we are ranked very very poorly in how we manage chronic disease um, and so we have to think outside the box that's an incredible answer. Thank you so much for explaining that to us. And a few things stand out to me. Uh, one thing, as you said, you know, you kind of went into to compounding. And I'm interested in, because um, obviously at Performance Medicine, Performance Medicine works a ton with compounding pharmacies. The reason that that's important is because that leads to customized care. Is that kind of what I'm hearing from you is like, when you when you're when you're a compounder, you're making uh, compounds, medications, uh, natural medications that's specific to a person. Is that kind of am I explaining that right? Yes, I mean we are we are a patient specific form of compounding pharmacy. So every prescription we get is for a patient, and yes, very much so. So um, let's say in the world of uh, of pain management. Let's say that you do not tolerate a drug category called NSAIDs, but you have um, like a lateral epicondylitis. You know, your, your, your elbow is killing you. Um, do you want to take an oral medication that has to go through the liver and then may help your arm but has lots of side effects? Or do we want to put something right on the site where the pain is, but we can customize that? We don't have to use an NSAID. We'll use a different type of pain medication specific to your needs. Um, tons of great examples uh, with bioidentical hormones. You know, we do a lot of salivary testing. And so when we get your results back, you know, obviously your levels are, you know, the patient's levels may say that they're low in estrogen. So we're going to dose appropriately with estrogen. Uh, and I always like to use a transdermal estrogen, not an oral estrogen, um, staying away from the, the prothrombotic thrombotic effects of the oral estrogens. And so again, we could customize the care based on where you're at and what your levels look like. It's super fascinating to me. And it's, I'm kind of, I kind of want to go back to where you, you started your career. You, you, you were buying pharmacy stores and you recognized that, okay, people are coming in for the same thing. Um, I feel like that would kind of be what a pharmacist would expect to see from customers. Like, okay, I mean, you have customers coming in and they're getting the same thing. And if I'm a pharmacist, I'm saying, okay, that's a good thing. I'm doing my job. Um, 
you mentioned that people just weren't feeling any better. Uh, let's kind of go back to the, the traditional allopathic model and it, the four shoes. Um, is that kind of what it goes back to for you in, in terms of like why people are, get on these medications and they, they just, they don't always feel better? Well, absolutely. I mean, it's multifactorial. So uh, we live in a very, very stressful world. Okay. And so, and we don't realize it. We've been conditioned to push ourselves uh, regardless of our stress level. Uh, that's number one. We don't get enough sleep. That's number two. And, and not restful sleep. Um, the other thing that, that we don't do a good job with is nutrition. So we, we select uh, poor food choices that it's like I always tell people, um, you know, you're driving a nice car, right? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's say that the gas station has 40, 40 octane fuel. You've been using 87 or 93, but let's say it has 40 octane fuel, but it's cheap. You going to buy it for your car? Is the car going to work right? No, it's not. And so our nutrition uh, is we're not paying enough attention to, to our nutrition needs. And that being said, every single drug that you take, everything, every single pharmaceutical that you take has between two and 10 nutritional deficiencies that's caused by it, right? So you take a statin, it depletes your CoQ10. You know, you take estrogen, we're using up a lot of B vitamins, you know, to metabolize that estrogen. Uh, if you, you know, one sugar molecule eats up 53 molecules of magnesium. So 80% of us are magnesium deficient mm. in the, in the U S. Um, so people aren't feeling good for a multitude of reasons. Um, you know, I mean, 70, 75% of disease is lifestyle related. So it's, it, it comes down to choice really. So in a, lot of, in a lot of situations. So where do you feel like, cause it seems like you're on the cutting edge of pharmacy, where do you see a pharmacist fitting in here? Um, because traditionally speaking, you know, pharmacists and, you know, the doctors, they have a very special relationship in the sense of, you know, doctor diagnoses, you know, writes a script for something, uh, and the pharmacist manages that medication. So where do you feel, where do you feel like with where we're heading and with what you're saying, because I, th I, th I think you're exactly right, where does the pharmacist fit in in the future? Like what is it more looking at vitamin levels and, you know, talking about supplementing for and, and uh, nutrition counseling in addition to medications? What's your thoughts on that? Yeah. You know, the ideal situation, I think, for the patient is if you create this triad of the patient being at the top and, the, and then the physician and the pharmacist, and we're all working together to improve the life of the patient. Now that's idyllic and it might sound cliche, but uh, I mean, we do interact with the patient on a, most of the time, a monthly basis, um, sometimes more often than that. Um, so where, where do I see us involved? I mean, I'd like to have a, a good working relationship with the doctors mm. um, that prescribe and, and the, you know, the nurse practitioners and the PAs so that, um, because again, I mean, there, there's quite a few patients who that shoe fits, that allopathic model fits. It's, it works. It's great. There's quite a few of those patients, but given the current model in allopathic 
medicine, you have seven or 10 minutes that you can spend with a patient and then you got to get out of the room and get to the next one. And if you're not, you're losing money. And so uh, the physician with a complex case of metabolic disease or a complex case of plantar fasciitis or, you know, something outside of the box, if you will. Uh, I love to work with those patients. I love to do a comprehensive workup on them and send my recommendations to the physician. I, I think I'm a patient advocate. Mm. Um, I think that, um, you know, I did a, a fellowship in anti-aging and functional medicine, which uh, has allowed me, you know, there's a lot to learn there. And also it's given me a lot of uh, additional colleagues and mentors uh, that I met while doing that rotation that I can learn from. So uh, I don't know if that answers your question, but being part of the mix is how I see us. I, I don't know to what level, um, but definitely uh, you know, being an advocate for the patient. Well, I, you know, I think one, you know, where the pharmacist fits in is I think completely determined by having this mindset that you have. And, and that's really, you know, why we wanted to have you on here is because you're looking at it completely different than, than most pharmacists and most doctors and, and, you know, healthcare providers are. So uh, you mentioned a couple things here. You mentioned the money part. And, you know, I, I think whether you're a doctor, you're a nurse practitioner, physician's assistant, pharmacist, you know, traditionally speaking, you're dealing with third party payers. So when you're, you're, you're seeing a patient, it's not the patient that's paying you, it's a third party, uh, third party payer in most situations. Um, from what I understand, you got out of this model. Can you, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Sure. Um, you know, we do the, the pharmacy specialty care. I have a couple other pharmacies in North Carolina as well, but the one that I'm working at primarily is, is specialty care RX. And as I mentioned, I mean, we do infusion and we do retail also. And so we do offer insurance. Okay. I, I'm credentialed with the all the major insurance companies, it's not realistic to have someone come in and pay $500 for their insulin, you know, and that's really how much they, how much it costs. So we do have to, uh, we offer insurance and, and we're credentialed with insurance for, for that very reason. Um, it, it's also true that the majority of insurances do not cover compounded medications. And so, um, there are opportunities to build insurance on occasion. Um, and I don't, I don't know how much into the weeds you want to get into, but what, what ends up happening is, is the insurance company loves to do an audit uh, and they'll wait until they have a hundred prescriptions to audit. And so they'll, they'll send you a hundred scripts that you got to send in and prove all, you know, all of the things. And so what ends up happening then is you have a, an employee that you've taken out of the mix. I mean, doctor's offices know this full well. Uh, they have employees that do nothing but bill insurance and work on prior authorizations all day long. And so you're paying a couple of employees to do nothing but middleman work, I, I would say, to, to, to appease the, the king, you know. Um, and I, I really hate this. It, it's, I sound jaded, but there's not a better – how is an insurance company improving healthcare? You know, how is a pharmacy benefits manager, the middleman, improving 
my patient uh, pharmacist experience. It's, it doesn't exist. It's just more paperwork. And, you know, to that end, talking more about the money thing, when you get out of pharmacy school and you're 130 grand in debt and you work for somebody, you do what they tell you to do because you have payments each month. Um, and it's the same with physicians. When you work for a group, um, even though you've gone to school for 16 years, they tell you what you can write for. You're given a formula formulary and you've gone to school for 16 plus years and some person behind a desk gets to tell you how you can practice medicine or practice pharmacy. It, it, it's, it's, you know what, I, like, I just admire the heck out of you. And I don't think, I, I don't think I've heard it talked about that way. And I'm just so happy for our listeners here to hear it from somebody who's in it every single day, like yourself. And cause it really, you know, I think a lot, I, I'm not a provider, um, you know, so I'm not treating patients. I'm not inside of an office, but I can't imagine, you know, coming out of school with, with the, the burden of a, of a student loan payment. And, and also you, you, you're taught a certain way as well. So, you know, I admire anybody who's, um, uh, in positions like yourself, like my dad, who, you know, have really decided to, to, to think outside the box, which is really just thinking for yourself, like what makes common sense here. And, uh, and the line you just mentioned about the insurance companies and, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it in pharmacy, pharmacy benefits managers? Um, That's right. They're not improving. They're not improving healthcare, which is really, it sounds terrible to say that, but it's just such a real statement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, are the outcomes getting better? Right. You know, I mean, it's a very outcome-driven uh, experiment. It, are things improving or are they not? You know? Well, one other thing you mentioned is that, you know, it's needed. So so I, I don't think you or I am saying that you know, get rid of insurance and, you know, it shouldn't exist and get rid of medications. Medications are phenomenal. You know, they, they work and it's done so much good in, in our world. Um, I think what I'm hearing from you is, is it's a mix. You need, you need a little bit of both. Is, is that kind of what I'm hearing? Absolutely. And, and to go back, obviously we couldn't, I could do what I do without billing insurance. Um, so, you know, I, I do think the, the criticism comes from a place of, um, I think that there's overreach sometimes. Um, but yeah, I mean, back to your previous question, you know, nobody has ever had a Prozac deficiency, you know? And so, and that sounds like a, a cheap way to say it because Prozac does work for some patients and, and some patients benefit from it. But what is the cause of the depression? Why are you depressed? Are you, uh, are, are you doing some things that we can eliminate and learn about that we can improve and you won't be impressed, uh, you know, depressed. Um, so that's how I approach uh, patient care is let's look at maybe where the root cause is and see if we can improve those things and see how see how your symptoms improve see how your your blood levels and your your labs improve 
Well, one thing I can tell you for sure, and I think I speak on, on behalf of everyone listening right now, is we need more pharmacists like yourself. We need more pharmacists to think this way and have this mindset so that you can combine your knowledge with medications and all the good that they can do with, you know, trying that the the effort to try to find root causes you you mentioned an organization that uh we're very close with um i know we've been involved with for uh, it seems the past decade or so and I, I i believe it's a4m with you as well correct uh so the a4m is the american academy of anti-aging um this can can you tell me about your experience with this because you know I, i'm i'm where i'm heading is that there are more Trey Waters out there. There are more Dr. Rogers out there. And that's right. And I think it's important for people to know that. Um, tell us how you got involved. And um, you mentioned just having support. What's that like? Sure. Yeah. So um, I mentioned a lot of the stuff you don't learn in your normal uh, pharmacy school or med school curriculum. So in a lot of ways, you have to seek out, uh, you know, new learning um, opportunities. And so I'd gone to a uh, uh, biodeutical hormones and um, uh, cosmeceutical lecture, so uh, skincare, uh, and it was put on by PCCA, who uh, who's who we buy our compounds from, and Dr. Pam Smith was the the, the lecturer. Um, Pam Smith, uh, Dr. Pam Smith, is a guru in the world of functional medicine and biodeutical hormones. Um, and so she, she was lecturing and, uh, she did, uh, a, a drug derived nutrient def- deficiency lecture and it just casually mentioned, if you're interested in this sort of thing, you should consider a 4 M and done. I was, <laughs> let's go. When can we go? And so I did it. Uh, I did the, I completed the fellowship in 2013 and, um, you know, it just you learn from physicians and uh, you know nurse practitioners, PAs, uh, fellow pharmacists who have uh, sometimes similar experiences and a lot of times very unique experiences that uh, you just get together and and uh, you know contact. Hey, I have this this case right here. What do you what do you think? What would you do? What's worked for you in the past? Uh, so that's invaluable. Well, you, you kind of brushed over it, um, and I, I just want to point this out to people listening or watching. Uh, getting a fellowship at A4M is, is not an easy task. Um, it is extremely you know, rigorous. Uh, the the um, curriculum is uh, taxing. It's, a, it's another job. Uh, I've seen my dad go through it. Like it's, uh, it's a lot. So kudos to you for, for going through that and doing the extra learning. And that kind of goes to, you know, I, I think, which is the theme of this podcast is, you know, I, I think whether you're a pharmacist, PA, MP, doctor, you have to be a continuous learner to be outside the box. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. There, there's oh, it, like it's changing. And I, I, you're, you're a young guy and you got started early. I'm sure pharmacies changed dramatically since since you bought your first one your first store at 25 several times that's right you have to keep adapting you adapt or die that's where you're at you adapt or die so so let's let's talk about that real quick and i want to be respectful of your time 
where do you think things are going? You know, you mentioned adapt or die. Um, what are you, what are you most interested in? What is a, a pharmacist who's on the cutting edge like yourself? What are you looking into now? Um, is it cannabis? Is it peptides? Is it, uh, what's kind of on your radar that, that people might be interested in? Well, yeah, I mean, you mentioned two of them. So, I mean, we now have, uh, uh, epigenetic capabilities so we can know, uh, you know, we have a very, very good idea of, uh, if we do the appropriate testing of, you know, which direction your personal health is going. Uh, so again, we can customize that care. Is that cannabis? Uh, I mean, I'm very fascinated by the endocannabinoid system, uh, that we're born with, you know, um, cannabis doesn't have to be a bad word. Uh, you know, I just did the A4M peptide lecture. Um, and I'm wildly fascinated by uh, how well uh, the body responds to peptides uh, and how few side effects are related. Um, so it's the, I mean, I think the future is more precision medicine. I think that um, I'm encouraged to see that patients are taking more onus in their own healthcare needs um, and thinking uh, more long-term than than maybe I've seen in the past there, um, you know, uh, do I need to drink this 20 ounce soda? Um, I should stop smoking. Um, wonder what's in this sunscreen that I'm using. Um, I can't pronounce that word. Is it good for me? Um, you know, that sort of thing. Um, I'm seeing patients who, uh, more patients who care about how things are going to go long-term. Yeah. Do you think that's because, because I completely agree with you. Do you think that's because um, we know that we're living longer and in that, you know, so long-term health is more, um, is something we're more interested in? Um, or do you think it's just that we, there's more, um, we just know more? What's your thoughts on that? I, I do think we don't, we know more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that uh, the majority of us have had a loved one who has passed from cancer or heart disease, or we've experienced a loved one um, who's gone through uh, Alzheimer's. And we sit back and we say, it's go time now. Like, what can I do right now? Or even more importantly, what can I not do? What can I avoid right now to set myself up for a healthier lifestyle um, uh, definitely not saying that those things, you know, you could be the healthiest person in the world and still have a, a bad outcome, unfortunately. Um, so there's no perfect, um, but what can I do that will statistically increase my odds of, of living a, a longer, healthier life? You, you mentioned take onus of your own health care. And I, I think, you know, that's, that's a statement that um, we couldn't believe in more. Um, as well. Um, in addition to, you know, with epigenetics, um, is there any tests you like for patients, anything that, um, for the listeners uh, today, um, anything that, that you would advise them to, to either look at or, you know, look more into in, in terms of uh, ways that they can take more ownership of their health care? Sure. I mean, the easiest, most simple one is vitamin D. 
uh, have that vitamin D checked and get your levels greater than 60. It's cheap. It's so cheap. Um, and very, very, very effective, uh, uh, for your health. So, you know, I, I always ask the patient, what's your vitamin D level? And they always look at me and they say, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, have you had your vitamin D checked? Okay. Remember your level, you know, you should know your date of birth, your social security number and your vitamin D level. And so, uh, I love that. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, inflammation has been on the radar for quite some time. So I'm a big believer in uh, C-reactive protein and homocysteine levels. Uh, those are really good markers to let us know kind of where you're at um, in terms of uh, inflammation. Um, I, there, there are so many, uh, I guess, more tailor-made testing uh, recommendations that I would have. I mean, we see a lot of uh, ladies with thyroid issues, um, you know, and they, when you ask them, they've only ever gotten their TSH checked, which doesn't tell any story at all. It tells you what their TSH is. And so a, a comprehensive thyroid panel for those patients, um, but the easiest and simplest one would be your vitamin D. If you're a man, you know, I want you to, I want to know your, your total and your free testosterone levels. Um, you know, uh, red blood cell magnesium would be good. Uh, I mentioned 80% of us are deficient in magnesium. So I, 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 I say, take it. Um, you'll know when you've had too much magnesium cause you get diarrhea, you know? So, um, you know, and, and pick the right salt too, the, the right uh, magnesium salt, um, because magnesium oxide isn't getting it done. Um, <laughs> but I could talk about this for a long time. I mean, you know, vitamin D is probably my favorite, uh, test to recommend and and get those levels greater than 60. Yeah, it's just so fascinating that you mentioned that because um I mean we 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 just could not believe that anymore. And uh so guys, get your vitamin D levels checked. Take vitamin D. Uh, if you don't know your levels, know your levels. You heard it from uh from Dr. Waters here. <laughs> you got to know got to know those three things and I'm also saying this for our team. We got to clip that. That's like a that's Instagram. That's everywhere, Trey. We're going to have that, uh, that clip everywhere. I, I love it. Um, real quick, because I, I, I want people to know how to find pharmacists like yourself. Um, what should they be looking for? Um, should, they, should they, you know, talk to their pharmacist, like get to know them? Um, what's your advice for people who are like, man, I really loved that interview with Trey Waters. How can I find somebody like him? Well, uh, you know, and this is this is no disrespect to any uh, of my colleagues who work for one of the big box stores because um, they're excellent pharmacists yeah. and they're excellent people. Uh, I, I would say if you're uh, most pharmacists that I've interacted with at the bigger box stores are under an amazing amount of pressure. Um, they're filling multiple hundreds of prescriptions a day with minimal help. Um, and they're expected to do uh, a lot of other things at the store outside of being a pharmacist. Uh, so I, I say that to say it's hard to get their time. It's hard to get one-on-one -on -one time with those uh, pharmacists. 
So, you know, I say, I always say, you know, go local, yeah. find your local, uh, you know, mom and pop pharmacy where they know your name. Uh, they know what's going on in your world. Uh, they look forward to seeing you. Uh, you know, they're happy you came in and, and they're grateful for you. Um, so you're going to find that at a, at a local pharmacy. Uh, and if you're, if you do have, I would say outside of the box needs, you know, try to find a compounding pharmacy, you know, um, those types of pharmacists and those types of teams, uh, interact with patients who have outside of the box needs Mm -hmm. more frequently. And so it's likely that they will have, uh, the information that you're looking for or access to, to learning, you know, you know, learning about it and being able to help you more. I love that. Um, real quick before I, I let you go, um, you mentioned, you know, when you started off, you had, you know, no idea that you'd go down this journey that you have in, you know, buying, opening, you know, multiple pharmacy stores. What's next for you? What's on your, what's on your radar? Uh, what's your, uh, next couple moves here. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Yeah. So the, the, uh, the specialty care RX, uh, I, I just bought June the 1st. And so the, you know, probably the first move, which is going to take a little while, you know, one to two years, at least we want to get this thing off the ground. Um, it's, it's five years old, but it's really just a pharmacy that's, that's focused on infusion. Mm-hmm. And so I'm focusing on the compounding aspect of our store and uh, growing it. And, um, you know, I have space here for, uh, I mean, we have a, we have a weight management clinic attached to us. And uh, so I'm looking to hire a, and work with a, a nurse practitioner or physician who uh, wants to do functional medicine, wants to do, uh, you know, med spa related activity, bioidentical hormones, uh, uh, you know, weight management, uh, customized weight management. Uh, so I'm looking for, to work very closely in a clinic setting, uh, with said person, uh, in the coming future. So hopefully soon. Well, it, it makes total sense because, you know, it seems like, you know, uh, one of the themes of this conversation has just been uh, around precision medicine, customized healthcare, and uh, it sounds like that's exactly you know the direction you're heading and, and are continuing to to head in. Uh, Trey, how can people find you? Uh, give us you know a website. Uh, where can they find your stores? Uh, and then I'll I'll let you go. Sure. Yeah. I mean, Specialty Care RX. Uh on Instagram, on, uh, on Facebook, uh, specialty care farm.com, uh, that's farm P H A R M. Uh, I'm Trey waters. You can Google me and find me. I'm sure that you'll read some interesting things, but, uh, <laughs> you, can, you can find me. Well, you know, when you do what we do, you, you get called a quack and all kinds of, of crazy things. And you're like, well, not really, but, um, <laughs> But well, yeah, special specialty care RX. Uh, we'll, you'll find me, and I'd be happy to work with anybody. Guys, you heard it from Trey, specialty care RX, and you heard this from me. We need more pharmacists like Trey. 
Um, man, I, I really appreciate the time today. This this means a lot to us. And uh, guys, go learn more about Trey. Go learn more about Specialty Care RX. Uh, Trey, any, anything else before we, we let you go? No, well, I just really appreciate this opportunity and, uh, you know, being with you and uh, really learning more about and working with your, your guys' clinic and your patients. So uh, optimistic about the future. Well, man, our, our area in Upper East Tennessee, Southwest Virginia, is so lucky to have someone like you. Uh, we're, we're grateful to have you on the show, man. Uh, guys, uh, for those listening on the podcast or on YouTube, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us today. Um, this has been Outside the Box. As always, we will see you guys next time. Don't go away. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, Please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, We will see you guys next time.